Hi there, and welcome to the latest edition of the Jersey Net Weekly Podcast, the independent, <coughs> excuse me, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans, and where the content is absolutely free. It is episode 168 of the Jersey Net Podcast. I'm your host tonight. I'm Colin Armstrong. Uh, as I say every week, guys, it's not just the the, the pod that we do here at Jersey Net. Uh, we've got the website. There's articles. There's the forums as well, lots of friendly chat going on there, all Rangers chat. There's a history archive on the website as well, so get yourself on there if you can. Uh, if you like what we do here, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've got over 5,000 subscribers now, and uh, we're looking for more. So uh, put the word out there on social media. If you like what we do, give us a wee subscribe, uh, and as I said, put the word out there. Before we get properly started and I bring in my guests, I need to mention uh, a new partnership we have with Zenith Coins uh, in the Jersey podcast. So... You have the chance to win, uh, it's a coin collection, a Zenith coin collection. So there's two ways you can do that. You can follow Frankie on his Twitter account. Uh, he's put a twin, a sort of pinned tweet up there, sorry. If you retweet that, that sort of thing, that enters you. You can also do it tonight. If you're watching live tonight, you can do it by uh, mentioning it in the, the comment section that you want to take part. I'll announce the winner of that tonight. Uh, so it's, it's like a limited edition. There's only 1,872 sets of these coins worldwide. Uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to celebrate Rangers' uh, 150th anniversary. As I said, there's five iconic milestones uh, sort of depicted in these coins. So it's the Founding Fathers, Ibrox Stadium, uh, the Cup Winners' Cup win in 72, nine in a row, and 55 league titles. If you're unlucky, if you don't win, you know, either through following Frankie or in the comment section tonight, as I said, these are available to buy. So visit uh, www.zenithcoins.com for more details on that. Uh, and as I said, I'll announce the winner of, of who's watching live tonight in the comment section uh, later in the show. Uh, so time to bring in my guests. Uh, so as always, it seems like he's here every week at the moment. It's Alex Anderson. How are you, Alex? Uh, no bad, mate. Just just glad to have something to do. Again, you know this is the only thing I do, so it's nice to... <laughs> my wife's quite happy you've given her a break, you know. So, um, I'm what, what's, the, what's the parent tonight? What's the parent? That's, it's no due. Yeah, I went tonight. for uh, the... It's the quarterfinal against Cologne um, in the 1978-79 European Cup. You know, again, we lost. You know, or we, we went out that's, that night. That's not the one we got. They pumped us five nothing at one point. That was no, that no, that was that, that, that was that was UEFA Cup a few years later. No, this is uh, when we, we beat Juventus in the first round, um, beat PSV Eindhoven second round, and then we went out to Cologne in the quarters, who Nottingham Forest beat in the semis. As I was about to say, who did they get in the next round? Nottingham Forest. That would have been some that's game it. if they got them. When we acted as a we acted as a kind of sweeper for, for Forest that year, you know, when they went on to win it. But um I, I felt safe, felt safe putting up a, a, a parent of a game that we'd actually we'd actually kind of lost uh, after us turning it around today. It's been a hell of a week, mate. Hi, hi, it's been up and down, up and down. Uh, yes. and also join us is uh, Ian Duff. Uh, a man who uh, it feels like I'm I'm almost like his twin brother because we have similar age, similar interests, a bit of retro, bit of subutio. Uh, like our vinyl so how are you Ian? Better than I was let's say uh, <laughs> better than I was yesterday that's for sure so uh, yeah it was Wednesday so even all the way down there and it's it's no Lincolnshire you're in where is it? It's- uh, well uh, yeah we're, d- we're down here so yeah it was uh, yeah, it was I managed to uh, I managed to sort of avoid any I mean a good thing about being here is I don't have to put up with a sort of the hilarious banter, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. So there's not not much of that going on, but it still uh, still hurts. Ah, it was a sore one, wasn't it? Uh, I, I mean, it, it, we'll not talk too much about Wednesday night. Uh, I, I couldn't do a preview show on Friday. I was at a gig, and I was at, I went to see Cast, and I all got right. in. I got in it. Uh, me, and my mate checked. <clears throat> you know that set list. Uh, website you can check and it gives you the sort of set list that bands have played on previous nights and stuff like that so they come on stage at 8.50 they've played like two nights before or something like that 8.50 so we arrived exactly at 8.50 thinking we're cutting it fine and they'd been on stage for 45 minutes magic (laughs) I think we were in for 10 minutes and they'd done their first encore (laughs) Uh, and I never got to the game the day for situations I'll not even go on about it was a disaster with transport the day so I'm having a great week. So it's a good week then. Oh, it's been brilliant. I pumped on Wednesday, uh, saw half a gig on Friday and never got to the game today. So uh, it's just been brilliant. Uh, but that said, it has been brilliant because, you know, we've, we've, after what happened on Wednesday, it was, how can I put it? It was, it was exactly the sort of result. And I think 
more so the performance that we needed. You know, I, I think Scott Arfield was getting interviewed after the game on Wednesday. And Ryan Jack as well, both sort of saying, you know, we need a reaction, you know, after a result like this. And and again, more importantly, after a performance like like like, like Wednesday nights, we need a reaction. And I think it's fair to say we got that today. I mean, you could possibly argue that that was, uh, I mean, I know we battered Motherwell 6-1 earlier in the season, but I think you could say, considering Hearts are third, uh, and we did have a wee wobble sort of early in the second half, which we'll, we'll come on to discuss. But I think you would have to say in terms of performance and result, that that's probably the best that Rangers have given us all season. Absolutely. It's it's, it's going to save my life, Colin. It was, I think all the Rangers fans out there will, will feel the same. It was... 100% uh, what we were looking for. Response, reaction. Um, you were going, a lot of part arguing about, you know, in, in the, I was just catching up there and the, the kind of sky reaction in the studio. And as I talk about, you wanted a win first and foremost. But I think what we actually wanted was to see the players specifically reacting, showing in their performance that Wednesday night hurt them and they were ready to do something about it. Um, and within that, if we, if we got that, we were going to win anyway, you know, um, and we went out there and basically, well, Hearts are the third force. I think I heard that we start there again on Sky. It was earlier Barbara. I think she says, I think she says basically Hearts have been conceding that 11 goals in 12 away games in the league this season. Like basically a goal a game they've been conceding in the league away games and we went and put five past them. That's the third force in Scottish football. So I don't know what, if you lose three nothing away to the second force and then you win five nothing at home to the first force, I don't know if you'd kind of divide and carry the two yeah. or <laughs> what the algebra But I think we're, we're back on track right away. Um, the players... It was, it, was, it was doubly nice that Craig Gordon was on the end of it as well now. Aye. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That, that, always, that always helps. It's quite funny if you, you know, we've got Suter wasn't he playing the day and he's coming to Rangers now with Andy Halliday getting a standard ovation when he come on. You know, he used to play for it and you get Barry Mackay who were kind of all kind of just not liking really even though he used to play for us. It's really... You know, and um, the guy who scored the first kind of league goal in the in the bottom <laughs> when we were in the, the lower leagues, it was it was just a weird kind of collection of uh, symbolism uh, all over the place today. Because you're saying that I, I've not got anything else to do. I'm always on these pods these days, and it was Tuesday night the preview show. I Rangers don't lose. That's really rare for Rangers to lose three goals uh, in a league game. We got there and we lose three again the next night. You know, yeah. Um, I think we're going to do. That. I, will, I think we'll probably sneak it in the morning night. I'll be quite absolutely pumped. Uh, looking terrible. I think the main thing for me today was we showed um, a kind of cohesion, and I think we showed an identity as well. That was a, it was quite kind of new, and that's what I was looking for because we're going to talk about you know the reaction um, to Wednesday and what it meant for Geo and folk questioning Geo. And I was just questioning everything uh, on, on at halftime on Wednesday night, Geo included. Um, my only hope, Matt, Matt, you try to think these things through, you try to work out a kind of form, you know, you're, you're constantly projecting your own ideas, everything, because you don't really know what's going on in the dressing room, what's happened. But my thought was that we'd come back from the winter break and the form had just completely gone. And this was either Geo has completely lost the dressing room in that old kind of cliched nonsense phrase, you know, or... He's just given the players, he's been in the dressing room when he arrived in November with a bunch of players who are champions. Um, so he's just given them their own head. He's only made a few tweaks to the style. He's let them play on. Um, and then after the after the break, they've started dropping bad points. I know we've had selection problems now with guys at the team, but it was almost like he was kind of, I was most disturbed by his reaction after Pitodri and his kind of, well, kind of sanguine, kind of relaxed reaction uh, after after dropping the points at Ross County as well. And that, that kind of worried me. But I think when you made the three substitutions at half time the other night, and then when he's, you know, um, it, it, it was kind of a bit more critical of the team. No, no looking for any excuses. And then he's uh, at full time. And then he's went out today and uh, lots of players dropped, lots of other players brought back in. He seemed to have stamped his own mark on it. And I'm wondering if he just got to the point he said, right, there could be no arguing, no jip from the players about what happened at Parkhead. This is my dressing room now. I'm in charge. He's have definitely, I've given you enough hope to hang yourself. It's now my team. And the day we just looked like kind of kind of born again. The new manager bounces over. Gio's arrived. Ian, on, on the changes now, we'll, we'll go on and talk about the guys that come in uh, later on. You know, Lundstrom's come in. Uh, Jack's his, his first start and Christ knows how long. Uh, Morelos back, which was, was a frustrating one. Given I don't think he got any game time at all when he was when he was away. 
I, I, I'd rather focus on the ones that were, that were dropped today. So, so Borna was dropped, and I don't think he could really have any complaints, you know, after that performance on Wednesday night. I mean, there's always kind of a fall guy uh, after, you know, sore defeats like, like Wednesday. And I, I, I would think that Borna's the one that's come out the worst. I, I, <laughs> I'm still so angry that part of me is like, I don't know if he'll ever play for Rangers again after that that performance. It really was that bad. I felt he was targeted uh, and he sort of crumbled a wee bit and it was no surprise to see that he wasn't in the team today. Yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about Borna over over the last few years quite a lot in terms of his his makeup and how he reacts to to certain things and, and you know, we've talked about him being a confidence player and I think when things go badly for him, he does crumble. You know, that that's that's been seen through and through. I mean to be fair to him, he's come back on more than one occasion. He, he's yeah. you know when he started out, I don't think anybody really had great hopes for him uh, at all in his first season and uh, he sort of picked it up uh, towards the sort of Christmas time a few a few games in and he he, he looked a, a much better player. And and then other occasions he's 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 lost it, and he seemed he, again. You sort of thought, well, maybe you know, this is his time's up. He's he's reverted to type, or whatever. But he's come back, so I wouldn't write him off, off completely. Um, but I do think he's he's met. You know, it's difficult to sort of judge somebody in their mentality. We don't really know what goes on inside people's heads, but you know, his mentality does look suspect sometimes. And when when he's under pressure, or when when things aren't going so well, he does seem to look as if he's the weak link. Um, it, I thought, you know, and we all come on to the players that replaced him, but I thought Bassey actually did much better. He had his moments, but he, he, he did much better at left-back and he looks much more comfortable at left-back. So we're kind of lucky we've got a, a, a ready-made replacement there for him, uh, certainly in the, in the short term. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not just the defending. I think, I mean, under Gerrard, obviously, we used the full-backs a lot going forward and, and Borna excelled at that. You know, And obviously, his he's, he's set-piece delivery helps as well. I think this season, I find he's struggling to get past his man to to, to get crosses in. So it's so there are times he's suspect defensively, and you're not getting that much from him going forward anymore. So you're asking the question, well, what actually is 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 this guy giving us at the moment? The other one who I thought was slightly unlucky. Uh, don't get me wrong, I, I thought he, he had a, a sort of hand to play in the third goal on Wednesday as well. Uh, was was Kamara? He was dropped today. Uh, we'll come on and talk about his goal and his reaction because I thought it was a good one. But could he have any complaints that we've been left out today? Ian? I, I, well, I, I mean, you know, I, difficult to say again because do you, do you drop somebody just on the basis of you know a couple of mistakes or uh, you know or, or do you try and get them to react to that and, and come back? Perhaps dropping them is the, the sort of wake up call that the players need and. You know, at the moment, thankfully, because players are coming back, we're, we're we're not short of players who can play in that position. So, I don't think he would have any complaints, and it's not the first time he's been left out. Uh, you know, when you when you say the word dropped, it makes it sound much maybe worse than it is. Maybe maybe you know, he just looked at the the, the lineup and thought, right, well, let's let's switch it about a bit. You know, we've tried that, we've tried it with him. Maybe he needs a, a rest, and someone else comes in to. We'll give them a chance instead. So, I I think his attitude is probably going to be that you know I'm part of this squad and you know I, I might not necessarily be playing every week. And he hasn't been playing every. He hasn't actually played every week. If you look back over the the previous seasons that he's been here, he's he's uh, he's coming in and out of the team occasionally as well. So, I think we've got a. I wouldn't say an embarrassment of riches uh, yet, but when everyone's back fit, then we've we've got a pretty strong. Uh, uh, central midfield uh, in the squad so you know it could be that he comes in and out more regularly and maybe that's a good thing maybe playing every week is not the, the way to to get the best out of uh, some players Alex in, in terms of one that came back today and I think we were all frustrated that you know he, he, he didn't play I mean whether it would have had much of an impact on Wednesday given how poorly we performed all over the, the, the park is is debatable, but I certainly think he would have made a difference up at Dingwall. You know, I mean, I think he, he, he could have, he could have made a difference up there and and got us a win rather than than dropping the two points. So it was good to see him back. And and again, there's 
given, you know, he was involved in all five goals today, he scored two himself, probably should have had a hat-trick. Uh, further evidence that under Gio and, and, and Roy McKay, he seem, we seem to be seeing a more lightweight, uh, more energised and, and, and better all-round Alfredo Morelos. He was absolutely phenomenal. The blonde, the blonde arrow. He was, he was different, different class today. Um, he was a kind of one-man response between him and Ryan Jack. You know, it's it's that kind of thing of you're you're a hero by default by not being involved at Parkhead. You've automatically arrived on the park today uh, as a fan's favourite. You know, Alfie's always been a fan's favourite anyway. But I, I'm the same yourself, Colin. I don't know, but Wednesday night it, it was so bad all round, and I think it was about so many more things than personnel that there's a good chance Alfie wouldn't have been playing today anyway. If he'd been playing uh, in Wednesday night, he might have been heading down the tunnel before Gio had a chance to to sub him off. Um, that kind of performance on Wednesday. We don't know that, we'll never know. But um, I, there was a photograph today, I think it was in the Rangers Twitter account, just in the build-up to the game, and it's him talking to Roy Mackay, and you're, we're all thinking, is that is that what it's all about? Um, is, is he making that difference? Because he's definitely lost a bit of weight. Um, and <laughs> the, the way he went about it today, he was like part kind of scalpel, part sledgehammer. He just, I mean, he was his, his touches, his set-up plays, his movement, um, he's got a poacher's goal, he's curling one in for the edge of the box. He's... It was a complete package today, but I, I do think Alfredo also, apart from the fact that his, his game definitely has improved under Gio, um, as you say, I think he also, he's turning up, he, he just loves that kind of, he gets to walk into Ibrox today and be, what the hell happened to this place when I was away? You know, what he, you know, and he gets the, the feather duster out in the apron, I'll, so I'll tidy this up, I'll get this up. Yeah. And he was, he was loving it, you know, um, and that's what we want. We, you need big personalities, and I think between him and, him and Ryan Jack just really kind of made it, just made a huge difference today um, and everybody else rose to that occasion uh, with them and uh, the big man was Alfie was just he was electric absolutely electric it's one of the, it's one of the best performances um, I've seen you know certainly this season anyway but he was outstanding we saw this, we, we got evidence of that Ian in the first goal but I, I don't think we should just focus on Morelos's contribution to that I mean good finish he's, he's timed he's run perfectly but I, I, I think we should focus more first on the, the, the pass for Bassey. And I think that's something Rangers don't do enough to now, is that pass between the full-back and the centre-half that just splits the defence wide open and allows Kent to run onto it. So it was a great ball for Bassey, great ball for Kent, you know, and, and Morelos has come in and finished it. Just a, just a great team goal and something that we never really seen on Wednesday, that sort of movement, that sort of incision, you know, getting in behind teams, turning defences. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I mean, you might have expected, you know, the, the sort of passy to be where uh, in, in, in previous uh, under Gerard, perhaps it would have been Bassey would have been where uh, where Kent was in some ways. So Kent would have been making the pass to Bassey, and that's maybe a, an example of where uh, the uh, Gio's tactics have changed. And given you know. The, the winger the, the opportunity to be further ahead of the, the, the fullbacks and and you know he's you know Kent made the run but it was a, a fantastic cross you know first time hit the ball looked up and I half expect half expected Morelos to put it over to be quite honest because just the way things have, have been going recently I just thought it was going to go over but he, he, uh, he controlled it superbly timed his run perfectly and you know it, it was it was really it was really good to see and because it'd been a, we'd had a couple of chances already uh, I think at that stage and we were starting to even sort of 15, 20 minutes or whatever it was uh, into the game we're already starting to think oh, is it going to be another one of these games where we're dominating and, and just don't take chances um, so it was it was pretty clinical but the build up was excellent and you know it was it was good to see uh, Kent deliver. Um, a inch perfect cross, really, um, and and Morelos's run was good, but yeah, but Bassi played his part as well. It was a it was an excellent pass. Is that something that's funny you say that because after Wednesday night's trauma, uh, I was I was on the WhatsApp to 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 fell Podder John and uh, John McCallum, and I was kind of moaning about Kent, uh, and that's something that he said. He says, "Well, you know, you, you, under Gerard, the fullbacks were." going beyond him and taking bodies away. He says, now 
defences are just doubling up in Kent. He's not having the same opportunity. I have to say that's something that I, I hadn't really considered, to be honest with you. I just look at the player's performance and think he's not cracking it. But I think he's onto something in the fact that you've sort of hinted at that as well. You know, where Bassey's position when he got the ball there, you know, he would normally be overlapping, but mm. instead he's trying to find that pass between the centre uh, the centre back and the full back. So, so do you think that has impacted on Kent's performances? This yeah, prob- it probably has. I hadn't really thought about it in that se- that that kind of way either myself. But yeah, you, you know, now that you, you mentioned that, that probably is the case. The, I think the problem Kent has is it's the, the problem a player like him, who is so reliant on his pace and so reliant on his directness in some ways. And he has skill, but he, he's also direct. And that, that you know, a good example of that was the. The fifth goal uh, that he was involved in, where he just used the electric pace, just blasted away, and uh, they had no chance of catching him. And he, he set up the goal. So, I mean, he doesn't get the opportunity to do that very often in Scotland because the defences are so packed solid, so sit so deep that he doesn't have the opportunity to run at them or run past them and get in behind them. And especially if he's sort of, you know, when he was hanging back a bit and letting the, the fullbacks overlap, then yeah, maybe that gave him a, a, a you know, in some ways uh, took took a defender away from him. But also, it meant that he he, he couldn't play to his natural game. I think you know, and that's maybe why, he, and sometimes they played better in Europe than than sometimes we've seen the uh, uh, in uh, domestic games. So I mean, uh, he's he's one of these players. He, 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 Blows hot and cold. I think that's the trouble. Uh, he's not. He's not always a hundred percent on his game, and sometimes he gets frustrated. But he's 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 always got that little bit of something that spark that makes him worth playing. But um, but yeah, the the setup has possibly not done him a huge amount of favours at the moment. And and you know, coming up against uh, these sort of stifling defences has always been difficult for him. I think. Yeah, hey, Alex. The, the, the probably should have went in more than one nothing up. At halftime, I mean, I mean, Kent himself had a really, really good chance uh, that he, he should have scored. But you know, that chance, a couple other chances, again, that that sort of feeling that we're being quite wasteful with the chances. But I also think we have to have a, a wee look at uh, some of the refereeing decisions. There, there was one with Ryan Kent again, where it seemed that he he had his jersey tugged in the box, and it certainly you know it, it inhibited him for, for for moving forward. Looked to me like a. a Stonewall penalty, okay, you know, call them, let's the, the, the play go on. But when Rangers don't get an advantage, you're, you're sort of looking at that, that it should be a penalty kick. But it wasn't just that. I, I thought Willie Collins' performance today for both teams. I mean, I, I saw uh, Robbie Nielsen losing the rag at one point. And I, I just felt for a, for a wee period in the game, he, he couldn't go like 20, 30 seconds without blowing his whistle and interrupting the game. And the game became really scrappy. And it felt like more decisions than not, he was, he was getting them wrong. It was an incident, an incident I can't quite remember, um, and I, I've not had a chance to watch it all back properly on television yet, but where I think it was, it was like a foul, and I think that James McFadden actually comments on it, it was a foul, should have been a foul to Hearts, and the ball had but the ball had come off the Hearts player last when it went out, and he ended up giving a shy to Rangers, it was like, there's basically, he found the combination of getting both decisions wrong, wrong both yeah. decisions wrong anyway. Balogun's booking is one of the worst bookings I think I've ever seen. I've not seen it yet. Was it, it looked like at the time, I'm not the back of the main stand, well, not the main it's, stand, but it's, it's beyond explanation how Balogun gets booked. Aye, I was at my seat a few times uh, today and I, I thought the one I think when Bassey gets booked as well, it just looks like a 50-50 to me. Yeah. Um, again, that might be one with the, the blue-tinted specs, but he just seems to go in, win the ball um, in a way that he has to kind of go in or else he's going to end up getting crippled, you know, and the, the, the Hearts fellas come off worse. Um, I was getting informed today that there's been, I didn't even know there's been a rule change so that when you when you get treatment on the park, you now don't necessarily have to go off the park. Right. Um, after that, I think if there's been a booking involved, I'm not sure. It was some guy was next to me was 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 putting me right when I was uh, shouting <laughs> the odds uh, uh, at Wally. Um, but it seemed to even be things like that. It was kind of you know the hearts were getting a bit of you know they were allowed to the players to keep going and then we were having to take players off the park with an injury and what have you. It was just uh, it seemed all over the place. It seemed to reek to me one of the the performances from a referee where he's thought, I've lost this today, so what I'll do is I'll just make sure I give a lot against Rangers and that way I'm seen to be strong for standing up to the, the home crowd, you know. But that's that's my bias as well. I'm just seeing this through blue-tinted specs. But going back to what you were saying about 
the, the, the Ryan Kent chance, uh, it was quite a funny thing. It was quite a, it summed up, I think, the, the collective mood today was that half the crowds wanted to applaud the move and half the crowd wanted to go in and out about through Kent you know, for missing it. And there was a real kind of feeling of, uh, I, all right, let's just go. We're, we're play, we've started well, we're playing well. I think we're getting the action. Let's just go. And the crowd, I felt, kind of went with the, the players as well today. I think there was enough, uh, enough kind of faith left uh, in this squad of players. Um, which, I mean, some of the reaction I'm seeing online, never the best place to judge reaction, but some of the reaction I've seen online uh, on Wednesday, some of the reaction you, I was responsible for on Wednesday was like... Are you, are you saying Charles not a, a sensible... Apparently uh, not. I don't know. I that. You've got to be very definite in your opinions uh, on Twitter, and I'm, I'm one of the most guilty as well. Uh, but no, I, I felt as if it was... There was a moment the other day where it could have been, we're going to get on Kent's back and we're going to lose the rag, but it was like, no, let's just wait. Um, they've started well, they seem to be playing well and uh, we stuck with them and Ryan Kent ends up with, with three assists and it just looked like, like Ryan Kent is, the number of times he, he did nothing so to speak on, on Wednesday but he's got like three, four Celtic players on top of him somebody else should be exploiting that space he creates, even if, if he's not actually getting a chance to, you know, to deliver the end product his reputation um, and his, his actual ability you know, ensures that he's got so many players on top of him that he should be creating space by default for Arebo or whoever. Um, I, I think he's, a, he's a, an absolute invaluable player and uh, every single one of them had an absolute nightmare um, on, on Wednesday, so we couldn't really be singling anybody out um, other than Bond, perhaps. You could sing, you've got to single it. You've got to say that they were all, they were all kind of shocking. But I, I just thought... Um, they were all at it today and there seemed to be a real there kind of square almost of kind of industry and creation with like um Lundstrom with Nick with Jack and then you had you know Arfield and Arebo uh, just kind of in between the four of them that's where everything was really happening and everybody else seemed to be joining up with it instantly and we basically seemed to do to hearts today what Celtic did to us in the first half in Wednesday we just outnumbered them everywhere and kind of and kind of ran them into the ground you know and uh, instead of doing the Celtic thing, well, they, they did it again today at Motherwell, where they done knackered by the second half. We can sustain that if we get on more game, mm-hmm. you know. And we've ended up we've we've put that away in the second half. Later on in the second half, and it's almost like we've got the better energy. And I'm just hoping that's indicative of of what will happen in the actual league race. Ian, coming into the second half, I, I would say sort of first 10, 15 minutes you kind of got the feeling that we'd lost that rhythm. You know what I mean? And Hearts had two really, really good chances, both on Bassey's side, funnily enough. Uh, the second one especially, a poor a poor header for him. And Devlin, I think, he should score. You know, if, I mean, he gets it over McGregor. If he gets on target, it's one each. And you're maybe looking at a different game there. So even although, you know, a, 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 a great performance today, a great result and a, and a statement... Still a couple of signs there that, you know, still need to improve and tighten up in some certain areas. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I don't think we should, you know, go too over the top. I mean, I think there were moments. I mean, to be fair, you know, the, the, you're going to get that in a game. Uh, the opposition are going to be on top. My, my worry about it was that it looked a bit like we were sitting back and letting them play which is exactly where we've gone wrong in previous games where we've got a lead and we've thought, right, let's let's hold on to this lead. We hadn't done that in the first half today, but it looked like that was what was happening in the second half. And I, th- I think that second chance for Hearts was a kind of wake-up call a wee bit, and I think the, the, the players sort of realised what was happening. And we got the second goal just at the right time as well, which uh, which helped matters. And I think after that, it was... Uh, you know, the, the game was uh, was in the bag, but you know, yeah, we we did seem to come out in the second half and just sat back and just let Hearts push at us a little bit too much, and you know, and that's you know, the the our, our defence this season has not been good to put it mildly, uh, and and we're you know we can't afford to have teams on top of us all the time because. The more they do it, the more chance there is of us uh, conceding a goal, and that almost happened, like you say, with the, the short header back from Bassey that that could and should have probably been uh, a goal, and it's you know that that's happened a few times in in recent games. So, so yeah, in some ways we were lucky, but I think I think it was 
I hope it was uh, recognised pretty quickly that that was what was happening again, and uh, and the, the either the management or the the players themselves uh, sort of twigged to it and and reacted and and. and Started pre- because in the first half we were, we were pressing Hearts much further up the pitch. We weren't letting them get near the goal. We were, we were, we were closing them down early, winning the ball back, putting them under pressure, and you know, and that was you know why we were retaining possession. Um, and, and that wasn't happening at the start of the second half. It happened more uh, as the game progressed, and, and certainly after the, the second goal, that was that was what was happening all the time, and Hearts couldn't respond to that. It, it, I mean, the second goal did come, you know, and we've already spoke about how how well Alfie played today. And I mean, the second goal is indicative of that. All right, he gets a wee bit lucky. He kind of plays a one-two with the Hearts defender, and you know, he's, I, I, I can't quite remember who he was trying to put through, but it's come back off the Hearts defender. Brilliant finish, you know, left foot curl, top corner, Craig Gordon nowhere, uh, and we seem to get confidence for that. You know, that 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 seemed to be the turning point in the game. It went from oh, Hearts could get back in this here to all of a sudden Rangers were on top and then the third goal came very very quickly after that and I, I want to talk about the third goal because you know in the last year or so Kamara's had a couple of incidents that have, have been tough on him you know he said Wednesday night uh, that was obviously tough on him and I've, I've just seen a few people commenting on social media and stuff like that that you know they don't think he's got it and all the rest. Of it. And I think Kamara is a, a a great player. And I think he saw that in the finish. I, th- I think you know how composed he was running through. The fact that he's you know he sent the boy out to get the rolls and the papers. The, the defenders just went skidding past him, and just calmly placed it past uh, Craig Gordon. I, I think that's indicative of what the what the guy can give us. You know I know he's not a great goal threat, but I think he's a very very clever player, a very good player. And I was so chuffed for him. I was so chuffed that he got that goal because obviously that's him reacting to Wednesday night. But also, you know, when you think of the, the, the stuff that's happened previously, uh, you know, in the European games and stuff like that, it was good to see him with a smile on his face again. That was that was your response, just kind of characterised and embodied in one in one moment. Uh, the, the, the response to Wednesday, um, I, that was the happiest I was about any of the goals today. I just thought it was it was a magic moment. I was so fucking pleased for Glenn Kamara because I thought Borna Barisic was dropped today and I think as Ian was maybe thinking uh, kind of talking about earlier I feel as if Glenn Kamara I would hate to think he was dropped rather than he was rested you know literally because Giovanni Van Bronckers has absolutely knackered Glenn Kamara um, I'm the same as you uh, Colin I think he's one of our key players um, and for a guy who doesn't he normally score goals does he score a lot of goals to go and get an almost solo goal like that. I mean, the wee build-up, again, it's another wee square, you know, Aribo, and uh, he starts it, you know, um, Glenn starts it four minutes after he's come on, and there's a lovely touch for Alfie, and he's in, and as you say, it just, it's like, I'll just beat you first, mate, I am going to score you. I think the Glenn Kamara, at any other moment, would have been looking for somebody to square to. I think he has maybe Kent or somebody to his left. Yeah. Because, no, I'm, I'm, I'm having this. And to see a guy who doesn't normally score go out, after his lowest moment of the season and react by doing something he doesn't normally do and, and getting the goal and making sure he got it. I think you spoke about the man, uh, man himself. This whole thing where Gio's been trying to have the two kind of sitting in midfield and then we tried it Easter Road and it didn't really work. Uh, it was with Steve Davis. We never really saw Steve Davis again after that with Glenn Kamara. Um, and it ended up, we had basically Glenn Kamara on his own um, in his first league game Gio's first league game at Livingston this thing where Glenn Kamara was a kind of single pivot or whatever you want to call it he's on his Todd and I've noticed the more he did that the better we were the better we played as a team but you could see we stretched you could see there was more kind of long range tackle he's kind of doing that thing that Kevin Thompson used to do that always gave me the fear where he's kind of really hyper extend himself putting his leg right out there Mm-hmm. Um, to, to, to reach for stuff he wouldn't normally have to reach to because he's got other players in beside him in, in um, Stephen Gerrard's system and I felt as if Glenn Kamara up at Ross County he might have fouled Alan McGregor with their last minute uh, their 97th minute equaliser um, and then he obviously had a, a poor game the first half on Wednesday but I would like to think he was just kind of rested um, just taken out of it because he wasn't having a great game as opposed to being punished for anything he's done wrong, because I think he's just given it absolutely everything uh, for Rangers, and he's he's a joy to watch. Um, and I just think it was that was a nice thing about today. We got, you know, Diallo comes back on. You know, we got the players back involved. It wasn't like right, your Rangers careers are over. And you know, when Bor- even Borna Barisic, I mean, the last time Borna Barisic went to a packed Parkhead 
we won two one and he set up both the goals. Mm-hmm. In fact, the last time we, the last time we beat Celtic, did he put the cross in for Hollander? You know, um, the game at Ibrox. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm does, sure. yeah. Um, so you know, but Bonner does. He's been having those absolute mares uh, recently. He did the same thing at the back post uh, against Ross County. Again, for that 97th minute equaliser, to a lesser extent, to a lesser extent, and also the car crash between Kamara and McGregor and everybody else kind of distracted from it. Um, but just the fact he was on his haunches after that goal at Parkhead just summed up a guy who's, you know, his confidence is totally gone. Whereas Glenn Kamara, I would just like to think it was, uh, we were we were actually risking damaging his confidence by dropping them, um, by taking them off at halftime the other night. Um, and I think it was great to see him coming back on because he's, he's, he's just invaluable to Rangers. On to the fourth goal, Ian, and uh, he's, you know, he's my favourite Ranger at the moment, uh, Scotty Arfields, uh, and we all know how much Ross loves him as well, so it's always a joy when he gets a goal, and he's getting a few now, and again, another good move, uh, I think you could argue he maybe should have at one point set up Alfie, but you know, he's he's went for himself, Gordon saved that initially, and then he's he, he's got the rebound. And you know, he was one of the players that came out, one of the senior players that came out after Wednesday, and you know, wasn't afraid to sort of stand up and, and criticise the players and, you know, the attitude and saying, you know, we need a reaction. And and, and he was the same today, came out today. And I, I just think he's somebody that gets it. You know, I mean, I, I know some some supporters aren't that keen on him, but I, I always look at him and think, if, if I was playing it at five asides, at 11 asides, I would want somebody like that in my dressing room. I think he's somebody you can rely on. I think he's dependable. And when it comes to playing for a big club like Rangers, I think I think he is just someone that gets it. And I find it really good and, and, and interesting that it felt for a period he was slipping out of things under Stevie G. You know, he was sort of, his game time was getting limited. He seems to have breathed new life into his career since since Gio's arrived. And, and it's good to see. I mean, he offers something that a lot of our other midfielders don't offer, and that's that ability to get from the midfield into the penalty area and yeah. to be dangerous and to, to score goals. And that's, you know, we need our midfielders to be scoring goals. You know, that's that it's not it's not just about the forwards. You know, that that's exactly what, what we need. And and he he offers that. And like you say, I mean he was it, to me I felt that he, his his time at Rangers was probably over or he would be a, a bit part player uh under Gerard because he just wasn't didn't seem to be uh in favour anymore and I, I wasn't really sure why I mean I, I don't know if his form had dipped or something or uh, and, and Gerard just didn't fancy it uh, at that stage or, or, or what but but I mean the fact that he's come back in and since he's come back in I know we've had a few uh, ropey results to say the least but he's he's certainly in that period where we were, we were playing well uh, has made massive contribution and I think you know we need somebody who's a bit more dynamic a bit more you know even if he's not necessarily scoring the goal, he's creating uh, problems in the penalty area for the opposition, and 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 they're having to concentrate on him instead of uh, instead of the the forwards. You know, so a bit like uh, Kent, perhaps further out the, the the pitch where he's drawn uh, defenders away and, and and creating space for for other players. When Arfield bursts into the penalty area, he's making those defenders have to make a decision: do they, do they go to him or do they they stick with the, the, the Morelos or Sakala or whoever happens to be uh, on? They're they're supposed to be marking, and that that frees up them and, and creates space for them. So, you know. Whether it's Harfield or, or, or anyone else, you need somebody like that who, you know, I, I suppose they call it, I don't know, do they call it a box-to-box midfielder? They probably don't call it that <laughs> anymore. But, but there's somebody who can do that, who can get in there and cause cause mayhem in the, the opposition penalty area. And, it, you know, it, and his attitude is spot on as well, like yeah, you say. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he looks like he, you know, he, he gets it, as you say. He understands what's required. He knows what, you know... So I'm not I'm not always that keen to say you know we need Scottish players or we need Rangers fans in the team and all that sort of stuff but but it helps to some extent especially when when things are going badly you need somebody who can just sort of say look this is you know just grab the rest of them but mm-hmm. metaphorically uh, the, the the neck or, or, or physically if it has to be coming to that and uh, and 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 tell them what you know this is what matters you know and, yeah. And, and I think he's that kind of player. I, th- I think, I mean, the one thing I love about him is, and, and not every player can do this, you know, he does have a, a certain amount of football intelligence when it comes to this, is he's the, the timing of his runs. He knows when to go and he knows when not to go. And he goes and, and as you say, he, he gives defenders a problem because 
we have to think, oh dear, go to him, do I stick with my man, all that kind of thing. So yeah, and another thing is that, that point you made there as well. You know, I, I do, I don't think it's coincidence that he was one of the guys that came out after Wednesday to talk. I do remember a st- story when Rangers went to Celtic Park under Dick Advocate and we lost 5-1. That it was Ian Ferguson that conducted the, the sort of dressing down of all the Dutch players, you know, things were getting chucked against the wall and all the rest of it. Because I don't even think Dick Advocate, you know, totally got it. You know what I mean? What it meant to, 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 to suffer a defeat like that. And you get the feeling that, as you say, Scotty Arfield would have been in that dressing room on Wednesday going, eh, guys, this, 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 this just isn't good enough. You know what I mean? We need to be better than this. So yeah, yeah I've, I've got a lot of time from, and I can't wait to be in the show with Ross because ever since he's had this purple patch, I've not been on with him. So hopefully it'll be next week. Hopefully next week. Right, uh, uh, on to the, the fifth goal. Again, Morelos involved. Uh, as I said, he was involved in every game of the day. His link-up play was superb. He's finishing superb. Brilliant run for Ken. And as Ian said earlier on, it was one of those, like, see if there was anyone on about him, you would probably say that touch was just horrific. But I think he knew he had so much space that he just basically kicked it, like, 10, 15 yards in front of himself, ran onto it, put it across, Sakala, bang, and it went. A wee bit of a Morelos celebration as well, just to, to, to add to the add to the moment I like that and because uh, it shows a, a team I, can't, I don't know I, th- yeah. I think I think if 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 there was just you know just uh, what's the word can I think of the word I'm thinking of but if if there was unhappiness in the squad or in, within the yeah. team discontent. you wouldn't do that discontent that's the word yeah. you wouldn't do that because he was basically taking the piss out of him you know yeah. he, he was making the, the sort of grumpy face and doing the <laughs> doing the uh, the thing the, the hand thing and sliding in his knees and you know if if the, there was any sort of chance that uh, Morelos would take that personally or the, the, that would create tension then he wouldn't have done it so the fact that he was felt able to do that I like to see that I thought that was good um, and you know, I'm, I'm glad for him. I think he's a, uh, whether he's whether he's ever going to be the, the the star we'd like him to be. I don't know, but I think I, I like him. I like his uh, attitude, and I like I like having him around the team. Well, I think after I think after Wednesday, Ian, sorry, I think after Wednesday in particular, they value a players who just try. I mean, I know we can all we all we all we all go out and try if we're playing for Rangers, and it just wouldn't be anywhere near good enough. But I think uh, somebody like Sakala. Um, the the fact that he he clearly gives it his all and well, a bit like Scotty Arfield as well. Scotty Arfield playing that whole game in Wednesday, but being, for want of a better phrase, the right kind of shite. You know, he just it was a terrible performance. But you knew Scott Arfield was doing what he could. You know, he was getting dragged in by, by everything else. And when Sakala came on in the second half, he's, he didn't really make any great inroads. Um, it wouldn't have been harder to do better than the rest of them did uh, in the first half. But you just knew that. Sakala was a guy I was thinking would su- potentially succumb uh, to the 60,000 crowd at Parkhead and all these accountants for Newton Merns and all that with their Barans and their Che Guevara t-shirts, you know. Um, yeah. he, would, he, would maybe, he would maybe find that a bit much. Um, but no, it's, it's, it, just, it wasn't a problem to him. He came out and, and played his socks off. And uh, that bit of the day, you're quite right, the, the celebration, we've seen that uh, he gets on with Morelis. We've seen that Morelis likes Sakala. And we've yet to really see any evidence that Morelis likes, for example, Roof. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, I do think that the well, form, the and, and Morelos, opinion, you know? Yeah, I think they tolerate one another rather than anyone else. I don't know if you remember last season when Morelos was chucking the bits of paper at Tav in the stand ah. and it was bouncing off uh, Tav's head and they were also hitting Roof. And Tav was turning around and laughing and Roof was just sitting there like, as if he couldn't be arsed. But and I think he get likes it. Sorry, I was just that Roof comes into the dressing room with a, a, a decent career and a cracking player. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's maybe Sakala. Uh, <laughs> I'll take this too far. It's maybe it's not maybe an apocryphal story, but I remember reading this when I was a kid. It's about when Puskas joined Real Madrid and De Stefano was the man. De Stefano would get rid of like Didi from the Brazil team that won the World Cup in the fifties um, because he didn't like him. He wanted to be the star man. And Puskas arrives. Uh, Finished Puskas, one of the greatest players of all time. But when he turns up at Real Madrid. Uh, I think they were joint top scorers, the two of them, him and De Stefano, come the last game of the season. And of course, Puskas is clean through on goal with like a minute to go. Um, and he just stands on the ball and he's, he waits for De Stefano to catch up and he squares it to him, you know, <laughs> to make sure De Stefano finishes top scorer. Like he's paid his dues, you know, he'll, he'll yeah. be all right. And the two of them end up, well, they end up scoring seven goals between them at the European Cup final at Hamden. But um, 
I think Sakal has done that to a, 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 much, a much greater extent. Obviously, him and him and Morelos are much better than Puskas and De Stefano. I, I was just going to ask if that was who you're comparing That's them to. It. I think so. I think I think it's quite reminiscent. You know what I mean? I think it's quite quite reminiscent. <laughs> De Stefano and Puskas wish they were that good. You know, but he's done that. He's paid his dues. He knows. He knows who the top man is. The moody bugger that he's going to kind of make sure he gets on with. And the two, he's got to the stage now where he can actually take the piss out of Alfie. Um, he's arrived. You know. I, I mean, in, in terms of Sakala, has he been a wee bit unlucky in, in, in not getting more game time? Because, I mean, one, he, he is starting to score. You know, I think early doors or the early part of the season, we all sort of thought, oh, looks a bit off it. Blew onto the scene that, that day at Fur uh, Park, you know, when we beat Motherwell 6 1. And then he started to contribute with goals and, you know, his performance levels sort of kicked on a wee bit. And I, I really was when I, I mean, I know we all wanted Diallo to start on Wednesday, but after it, I was thinking, you know what, maybe Sakala was really unlucky not to start. You know what, I, I, I think he's contributing. And that, this whole thing about him smiling, this whole thing about this positive attitude that he's got, right. you know, he, he seems to be someone that just, he'll keep going. He will keep going. Well, he has, he has scored against Real Madrid this season as well, hasn't he? Was it Sakala yeah, that got the other goal alongside him? We beat him, you know, so I, I think he's... Uh, that's even see you look at Bassi today, it's the same thing. He has these ricks at the beginning of the second half today. And I don't mean this in a bit, but if we're coming out this performance on Wednesday, we've got to look at the way you really know your team is how they're bad when they're bad. You know, what kind of level of bad are they? Are they bad as it's just like abstaining, just I, I don't want to be here? Or you've got like Sabasi today who at least he was trying to do something. I mean, heading the ball back inside when you're in the position he was in in the box total no-no but at least he was trying to do something instead of sitting in his arse and I think with Sakala it's the same thing he's not always coming off he's not be, he's not be the, getting the great numbers and all that but when you consider the amount of times he's come off the bench they're not bad numbers and he always looks like he's going to follow instructions he's going to keep the whatever pattern that Gio or whoever the manager is wants to play he's going to bust that gut and that's when you after games like Wednesday night that's when you realise how vital that is to be able to keep going when it's not all coming off, you know, because if you stop going when it's not coming off, you can end up with what happened on Wednesday night, you know. So I, it, think, I think it's been great. It's it's another cliche, but it's you know you don't want players to hide, you know. So uh, if you know if you make a mistake, put your hands up. And he, he literally did today. Barisic when he made that header back, he uh, he put his hands up, said, "Look, sorry, I made a mistake there." You know, apologize, apologize to the keeper. But he didn't hide. He kept going. He, he kept playing, and he, you know, he, he contributed later on in the, in the game as well. And he, he he did well. And that's exactly what you want. You know, you accept players making mistakes. Sometimes they do, and you know, okay, we, as long as they put their hands up it. and own up to it. No, no, they, exactly. And if they don't just say, you know, you know, that's it. They go, they go into themselves, or they go in the half, or they, or they, they, they can't, they don't play. If he, if you just, if you make a mistake, own up to it. And just get on with it, you know that that is that is what ninety nine percent of fans want to see. And if you make another mistake, you just carry on. And you know, okay, maybe if you're not up to the standard, eventually, then you don't get you don't get yeah, a chance. You don't get, you don't get a third chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's not that's not his you know decision. That's the manager's and the coach's decision. He, you know, if you're out there in the pitch, then you just keep going and don't just don't just uh, give up the ghost. You know that. And that's Bassey as a player, I think. Which is what I like about him is that if he does make a mistake, and he's made a few mistakes, let's be honest, he doesn't hide. He carries on. I also think the same is true of Kamara, who I I've said before. I think he's a player. A brilliant. I, I really like him as a player. I think he's an excellent player. He does make maybe one mis- or two mistakes every game. He maybe hits a short or he, he gives the ball away occasionally. And you know, if he didn't do that, maybe he would be with us at all so that you know you just have to accept that but he never hides he, he always you know he'll take the take possession yeah. again two minutes later and he'll he'll, he'll, he'll go do again. But he'll go again exactly so yeah. that, that's that's what we want that's what I want to see from all our players and I, you know I, we saw that today generally speaking the players who are on the pitch they, they showed some character I thought today uh, on, 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 in terms of New players coming in. Aaron Ramsey came on today. Uh, I was, I was because I, n- I never managed to get to the game. I felt sure he was going to score. Uh, that didn't quite happen, Ian. But I mean, they didn't show too much today. There was one me nice bit of skill in the corner there uh, that put Bassey through. 
but I, I mean, you've got to have high hopes that, that, that this guy is going to, you know, if, if he hits the levels that we know he can hit, he's, he's going to have a, a big impact in the, the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, you know, even he was only on what, 15 minutes today, if, if that. And uh, you can see he looks like a player. You know, he, he didn't have much to do. He didn't really, wasn't really involved in a huge amount of anything today because by the time he came on, the game was already uh, well, well and truly won. So we weren't relying on him. So he just came on and he had quietly did what he had to do. But, you know, he, lo- he, looks like a, he looks like a player and I'm sure, you know, he's going to be... Assuming he stays fit, he's going to be a, a first choice, and he'll 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 help us. He can't he can't not. We need that kind of player. We need somebody who's got creativity and who can unlock defenses and and can do that kind of stuff that we've just not always been doing. And and Alex, it's it's good to see Rangers maintaining this standard of signing handsome bastards. Yes, yes. If they don't if they don't have them on the podcast, they've certainly got them on the park as well. Um, <laughs> Um, speaking for myself, obviously. <laughs> but uh, aye, aye, aye. The woman behind me um, was totally gutted when the ball went across. <laughs> and she thought, oh, Aaron Ramsey's going to score here. But she was almost like, disappointed that Sakala stole it off him, so to speak, <laughs> because Ramsey was waiting to tap it in. Um, and I thought, oh, aye, that's <laughs> telling us all we need to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I think we, we've always really been the most handsome team in Scotland, uh, Colin. So he's... he's no, it's undeniable. He's, he's picked the right club. I remember when I took my, my now wife, then girlfriend, I took her to the CSK Moscow game. I, I had, we weren't long out at that point. Uh, and that's obviously the night we, 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 we nearly got to the, the, the Champions League final. And I, I just had 90 minutes of, what one's Ali? Where's Ali? Is that Ali? Is Ali on? And I was just like, you're, you're here for Ali, Henning. You? That's it. You're, you're not here for me. You're here to have a, have a swatch at Ali. So yeah, it's good to see that we're maintaining that uh, that tradition of signing hands remember men. The- do you remember the uh, midweek friendly we had with uh, AC Milan? David Beckham was playing yeah. for Milan. Uh, Kaka is playing. I'd seen Beckham playing for for Man U and whatever he was on. But uh, Kaka was playing for Milan. Absolutely no, responsible, probably for the, the greatest pass of all time in the 2005 Champions League final, and he scored. And because it was a friendly, I was just wanted to, to see the moment. It, the very second they hit the ball, the last thing Beckham had just been taken off. I didn't realise the last thing that was sitting in front of me had the full Milan jersey with Beckham on the back. So she's like, Beckham's off. So she gets up to leave. I miss seeing Kaka scorn. And also, yeah, as much as, as, much as I uh, find Rangers players deeply attractive when they're doing certain things on the park, you know, when, when folk are actually stopping me seeing them score, it's, it's, it's unacceptable. Yeah, that's true. I, th- I think that comment about Kaka's pass is very disrespectful to Scott Allen, but we'll not go into that. <laughs> uh, right. right, Ian, uh, I, I wanted to talk about Lundstrom and, and, and Ryan Jack. You know, they were the sort of two holders today. I mean, I think we saw Ryan Jack when he came on on Wednesday, what he can bring to Rangers, you know, and that's what we've been missing. I think, okay, you can argue that Celtic had maybe went down a, a, a gear or two, but I, I definitely seen an improvement in Rangers when Ryan Jack came on. So I think you know what you're getting from Ryan Jack being there. You know, I, th- I think it's obviously going to improve us and, and give us a better chance of retaining the title. Lundstrom still is still a conundrum, though. You know what I mean? I thought he played brilliant today. Uh, and I mean, I think a lot of us thought he would maybe be out the window in January there, that for whatever reason it wasn't working. But it seems again today that, and it's not been for the first time this season, that all of a sudden people are saying, well, this guy might actually be a player and we might actually get something out of this guy. Well, I mean, his first few games, I mean, you know, I've, you know I, I honestly didn't think he had a, a hope of doing anything the Rangers at all I mean I, you know I don't often write players off early on and he'd only played maybe two or three games and I, at that point I was saying I just don't think he's got it I don't think he's he just didn't look like he had the the intelligence or the the, the, the physicality even though he's a big guy he just didn't look as if he had what was required and at that point I wrote him off and I'm glad to say that at that point you know he came on to a game, <laughs> so so I, you know show, shows what I know. But I mean, you know, he, commentators he, curse. Uh, well, true. Well, in reverse, I suppose, <laughs> from his point of view. But you know, it, well, he, he went through a, a, a really good uh, patch of uh, form for a while, and then he just drifted away again, and and, and, and you know, was bloody awful. And uh, and he just seems to be one of these players who's sort of I don't know if it's the positions he's playing in, if you know, if if he's asked to do something that he can't do, or he's not capable of doing, or whatever. He just didn't seem to fit, and you know, I, I, I stand by the 
the the fact that I, I blame him ultimately for the 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 goal that Ross County scored because he did some ridiculous uh, yeah uh, cross field pass cross field right. pass that was totally unnecessary gave the ball gave them a throw in gave them the the impetus with a minute to go to go up and got a corner and you know what happened after that so um, so he made the, he makes these sort of weird decisions but but today yeah he was he was he was, he was good and I, I, you know I, I don't know if it was maybe just the the, the fact that he had somebody else beside him who was better suited to playing alongside him because I've seen him playing with Davis and he was the two of them just looked like fish out of water to be honest early on in the season uh, and it, it didn't look like he had much of a partnership uh, going with uh, with Kamara either so I'd, I'd you know, maybe just the fact he's playing alongside Jack gave give him that opportunity to to do something different. I don't know, but he did. Yeah, he was good. He was good today. Uh, moving forward, you know, thirteen games to go. I think after after Wednesday night, you know, a few doubts and, and minds and stuff like that. But I think after today, there's a feeling that if we maintain that level of performance and that sort of intensity and and go at teams the way we went today, starting on Wednesday against Hibs, you know, that'll be another tricky game. If, if we if we do that more often than not, then we're done with a really good chance of retaining this title. Yeah, because we're I think we're actually hoping that Celtic are going to you know they've they're having their kind of golden period just now they're going they're going to start falling away, um and in a couple of games perhaps and I would like to think that by the time they come to Ibrox uh, we're ready to do it to them um well, what we did to Hearts today basically. Um, if we keep if, if we could just keep the players the right players fit, but more importantly it's the application that's what it was. That's what I was all about today. It was just the application. Even as say Lundstrom, uh, who's been a kind of bit of a bomb scare uh, throughout the season, we thought we'd never seen the last of him. He was phenomenal today. At one point, I think he put in about four straight tackles in the space of two seconds and won every one of them. You know, uh, before eventually Wally Collum had to stop him. You know, uh, by getting a foul against them. But and book him. <laughs> aye, aye. I mean, one, one four straight tackles, Razor shot, booking. You know, <laughs> violent conduct. Um, but I thought he was he was absolutely different class, and I just. I think it speaks of. I'm going to get back to this call. I just had this feeling that today was a day where Gio just it was his stamp of authority on the team, his kind of identity was kind of put, put onto the team, um, and were were ready just to to go. And it looked almost as importantly that the players were really hot uh, by Wednesday. I, I, even a few times under Gerard, we had results like this. And you're waiting for the big reaction, and it never really came. See, the, the game against Motherwell that we always talk about has been the turning point last season. The game at Ibrox, where Roof and Itton scored the goals late on, and were one nothing down early on. That followed on. That was the first game after we lost to St Mirren in the League Cup, you know. And uh, we had a bad result in Europe as well. And in, in the next game, I think we're against Kilmarnock at home or something like that. And half time it was nil nil. We looked pretty terrible, but eventually won the game. Whereas today, I think the response was was massive, and it's as if. I mean, Gio had them locked in the dressing room apparently for an hour uh, at Parkhead the other night. Um, the statement of making the three substitutions, I, I think he's. I think it's now his team. You know, I think he's now. He's, anything, that, any kind of uh, respect he was giving the players, he's thinking if I go in here too heavy um, with my own ideas with a bunch of players who've just won a league title unbeaten, I might end up getting bombed out myself. You know, I might lose them straight away. Well, now he's after that uh, display on Wednesday. I think that the best thing can come out of it, hopefully, is that Gio's now got his team, and that being, there'll be a feeling of freshness about the place, um, and they'll be ready just to to, to keep going uh, because this is this is the league title. I mean, last season's was the most important league title ever. Funnily enough, I feel as if this season's is quite quite important as well. It might just be that I just want Rangers to win the league all the time, you know. But um, I think if we get the money for the Champions League, it will. I think we'll then be finally in a kind of level peg, and again with Celtic on all fronts, and we'll not have to worry too much about the future. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Hey guys, looking at the time, I know we've got another couple of wee things on the agenda. Uh, I'll, I'll go with one of them, Ian. I'll give you the last shout. Uh, Crystal Palace in for Joe Rebo for ten million in the summer. Apparently, would you make it that? I think I wouldn't be surprised if we sell Joe Rebo in the summer. I don't think it'll be for ten million. Ten million. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, if our, if our second string left backs going for uh, sorry, our second string right backs going for sixteen. But, well, exactly. Uh, so I, I don't think it'll be that, but I do think we'll sell them. I think that's part. I think we have to. I'm not necessarily Joe Rebo, but we have to sell players. We know that. You know that's the reality of it. So we'll be selling someone, and uh, if someone wants to buy Joe Rebo, I think we'll sell them. I don't think it'll be for ten million, but you know it might not necessarily be for as much as we would like. But I think that's the the reality of the world we live in. 
It is that. Uh, and we have a winner for tonight's competition before we, we wrap up. And this will sound like a fix because I used to stay there. Uh, Cumberland Orange. Me? No, it's not you, Ian. It's not you. Uh, Cumberland Orange, uh, who was commenting tonight in the, co- uh, the the comment section of the YouTube channel. You've won one of the generic, it's not one of the limited edition ones, one of the generic Rangers Zenith coins. So congratulations. Uh, I used to stay in Craigieburn, by the way, Cumberland Orange. I don't know if I know who you are or if I went to Langlands Primary Way. That's the last time I stayed in a G postcode uh, a few years ago now. Uh, so that's it. Uh, that's us for tonight on the Jersnet Weekly Podcast. A big thanks to Alex and Ian for their contributions. Great stuff, as always. We were live tonight. Uh, it was a Sunday night. We were live. But the pod will be available to download and stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, all the usual places. Uh, we'll try and get a show out on Tuesday night, uh, a preview show for the Hibs game. I'll maybe bump into Eck on Wednesday in the city centre. We'll maybe get some pre-match and post-match stuff out there as well. We'll, we'll see how things are. Uh, in the meantime, get yourself on to the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. And until next time, bye for now. <laughs>